by Energy Captain Season 2 with a special guest. But first, let's let's tee up Whitney Holtzman. Whitney Holtzman, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Cam. How are you? I'm doing great, Cam Lynch. Whitney Holtzman, Energy Captain Season 2. It's great to be here. It's great to lay lay our thoughts down, lay our um, ideas down on, on a track. I love it. Absolutely. And this is, as we talked about in the previous episode, a whole new chapter in your life and something that's super exciting that we've been very passionate about and been grateful for in this chapter is working with Happy Feet Plus and Kankos and we're so excited to have Matt Labarge here today, who is our point man, our contact, our everyday um, BFF over at Happy Feet Plus. And I'm also appreciative for him because um, when we started today, you did not have shoes on. And um, so, but because of Matt, you then put shoes on um, so that, you know, because we're in this podcast studio, um, you know, I'm grateful that he could make that happen so that you weren't here in your socks while we recorded. this. <laughs> yeah, I had my ha- had my Kinko's on my Kinko's just sitting by my feet. And uh, we're going to post yep. that up pretty soon here. But Matt Labarge, much love. Can we get a hand clap for Matt? Hey, hey. Matt Labarge, Kinko, Happy Feet Plus. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. It's an honor to be here. It really is. Matt, there's been so many things that me getting to work with Cam have brightened my world and my life so much. I've gotten to meet the most amazing people and have the best experiences. Like, there's a reason Cam is just about half my book. And one of those people that I feel like is family, you know, that I've been able to meet through Cam is you. So, you know, I'm very grateful for Cam and and because of him for you as well. You know, it's like we neither of us remember life without you. We're very lucky to get to work with you on a regular basis. Thank you. Well, no, and I have to say, too, like, I'm this is an honor for me. Like I've, I, uh, I've listened to a bunch of other episodes of the podcast and, you know, I'm listening and I'm like, wow. So they've got like, you know, the, the social media director from the lightning on and they've got, you know, Eric Dungy's on and they've got all these sports agents. I'm like, okay. And here comes me. And I'm like, those were all warming up to you. Oh yeah. I feel like the new kid in class are like, Hey, Hey, Hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) I know all those other guests are like, well now they have Matt on. So, you know, they must've been, you know, just kind of amateur hour with us. So I think they're all looking up to you. You more than belong. Don't get the imposter syndrome because you more than belong. I mean, the things, when I met you at first, we met, we had some smoothies, Winnie and I, and you had some smoothies and I was like, man, if Matt can sit down and have smoothies with us, and Whitney, when you and I met, what did we have there? I ate a whole pizza. Cam ate nothing. Yeah, you told whole, me about that. Mm-hmm. Yep, like, a whole pizza. I still can't get over the fact that you downed an entire pizza. Well, what? I mean, why didn't Cam have a little to make me like feel like I wasn't <laughs> eating so much? I thought we were going to share it, but I mean, I had know. salad or something like that. Yeah, or... he had a salad. He had some dainty yeah. whatever dish, and I thought, oh, I'll get this, and we'll each have a little. I was trying to be generous, but. He, I ate the whole thing. Now that I'm retired, I'll eat the whole pizza with you, Whitney. And drink some more smoothies with you, Matt. I feel like I'm only getting like half this story. Like, was it one of those little like personal pizza? It was a a flat. No, it wasn't like an 18-inch Domino's pizza, to be clear. It's not like I ordered and was like, I'm just going to down this whole thing. (laughs) Um, We went to Penne Rustica in South Tampa, which I love. And they call them pizzas, but it's like a oversized flatbread. But so I got it because I was like, this is a good sharing dish. Like I'm meeting Cam for the first time. We'll just each have a little. I was trying to be generous so that he could have some too, but he didn't touch it. So I ended up eating the whole thing. It was just not, it didn't go high. I, I knew immediately we needed to work together. So uh, we, we drank smoothies with you. I was like, yep, Matt's a cool guy. And, and I don't know if you got smoothies. this honor as well. So I said, well, what about the pizza made you want to work with me? And he's like, oh, it reminded me of like the 300 pound guys in the locker room that keep the toilet seat warm. And I was like, oh, so proud of all I've. That is, that's probably the nicest thing you could have said <laughs> yeah, in that right. moment, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, those guys, they down these pizzas with no remorse. And I was like, 
And I met Whitney. She downed it with no remorse. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I've seen this before. I know who you are. I, Familiar. I know nope. who you are. These nope. guys keep the toilet seat very warm. So. I, and Cam, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but it's in the book. When I went to, when I was in fourth grade, my mom sent my brother and I to a manners class. She thought, oh, this two-hour program, it'll be good, learn tableware. And I came home hysterically crying. And she's like, what could have been so bad about, you know, just a couple-hour manners class? And I, I said, they told me that it was not polite to ask for seconds on a date. And I was devastated. I'm like, why would I leave a meal hungry? I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was like, it just, my whole world was crushed. Yeah, that's kind of hilarious. And she took you to a cooking class for your birthday and you were crushed. I got sentenced to a cooking class. Oh. Yes. I think it's, I think it's impolite to not like clean your plate on a date. Right. Like just, you you know, eat the whole thing. Because there's always that awkward moment, like if you're out on a date and, you know, the food is sort of, eh, you know, it's not the best thing you've ever had. And then, you know, the person you're sitting across from, you're, you you kind of like you both know that it's not that great. You're like, no, I'm just I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to finish this anyway. And Matt, when we first had those smoothies, you told us that that weekend, because we met on a Friday, you were making a homemade birthday cake, which, yes. um, you know, came out OK. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah. Well, you to make a better cake, I, I keep, Is that? No, no, no. No, I keep I keep looking at that picture that I sent you guys that weekend. And I'm kind of like, I wonder what they thought of me after they got that picture, because it is like I, I, I wish we could somehow show that right now, because it's it looks like it's kind of straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. Your vote you were vulnerable at that moment, yeah. and I—that's yeah. why I, I yeah. knew. That's what I knew. Okay, I so knew you were the guy. Can you I tell knew. us why, who you made the cake for? And we, sure. we heard this story when we were having smoothies right before we left, and we stood in the parking lot, and Cam and I got in the car. And we're like, Matt is the most special, inspiring, amazing guy. After we heard this story, yeah, so you showed us that cake. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, the cake was for my girlfriend Heather, and um, she has been here in the Tampa Bay area for a couple of years now. Uh, she's a teacher at a local middle school. She's a science teacher and um, got to support those teachers. Yep. And uh, Pay we, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, how did you guys meet? Because this is a, you know, fairly new thing in my life. And we've actually known each other since we were both 10. We met on the bus on the first day of fifth grade. I love that. <laughs> and, That's awesome. It's a movie. Yeah. And, and we were actually... It was funny because we competed a lot. Like we were both really good students all through school, and we were kind of both like right at the top of our class with a couple of other kids. So humble brag. Yeah, <laughs> no, no big no, deal. No, sorry, no sorry. Big deal. I'm a super genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll lead into a later conversation <laughs> yeah. about your prof- your yeah. previous profession. So that's yeah. great. There, there you okay, go. Okay, we get it. Yeah. Straight A student. <laughs> so, so we could, you know, we kind of had this love hate thing going on in you know middle school and high school. We got along well. We were in clubs. And everything together. And then, you know, college happened and we kind of just went off in our separate, you know, our separate worlds and relationships happened for both of us. And, you know, we both got married kind of in our our early 20s. And then, you know, both of us ended up um, moving on and getting divorced. And she got a little she got divorced a bit before I did. And all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, I just kind of randomly texted her one night. You slid into her DMs. Yes, I did. I did. I was like, you know, and, and I was. You know, and it was, it was, I think it was something like it was right after she lived in Texas at the time. It was like right after Hurricane Harvey and uh, Irma had just come through here. So I was like, hey, you know, just, how's your hurricane? Ours yeah, is I was great. Like, like, hey, <laughs> let's, let's, let's compare hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. what, a, what a way to kick off a dating yeah. conversation. No, so and romantic. I was, and I was, I was wickedly nervous because I'm like, I'm like, oh man, you know, like I kind of knew her situation, but. We were the type of friends on on social media at that point where it's like, you know, you get the happy birthday and you might get another little joke. We might make the occasional comment about each other's photos. Did you always have a thing for her when you were making these comments? Um, Kind of. 
kind of. And I think though, you know, cause it's, we hadn't, we hadn't even seen each other in 17 years and I hadn't talked to her in 17 years. So it's kind of one of those things of like, are you really the same person as an adult that you were as a kid? And what does that person grow up to be? And are we still compatible and everything else? So we, it, everything that kind of transposed that fall in 2017, uh, we exchanged a bunch of texts and then they turned into phone calls and then they turned into, you know, like six hours on the phone, basically like all night. And I wasn't getting a whole lot of sleep that, that, <laughs> that fall. <laughs> and, um, and we, we were just getting along really, really well. And she happened to drop into the conversation and I will, I guess I will have to share her age here because that does have a key in this is she was turning 40 that fall. That's uh, young. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, forty is what, like the new, I don't know, twenty five. Yeah. Twelve, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the new twelve. Um, I was my birthday's right after hers, two weeks apart, so I was turning forty two, and oh. like back or forty as well, back in uh, in December. And um, well, we should have made you a cake. Our bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's it's all good. No worries. It would have looked better than mine, but mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Wouldn't you probably would have got it for Publix, and I would have been like, yeah, here's some here's money to get to. Yeah, as I would have well. done an we'll amazing pitch job picking it up. <laughs> yeah, that's outstanding. Thank I can save over yeah. a hot phone. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling this love right now. It's yeah. excellent. Yeah. So so you know, and she we we're just talking this one day, and she's like, yeah, you know, I really. I really wanted to go to Vegas for my birthday. I wanted to do something because it's a big birthday. And, you know, she's like, yeah, but the you know money thing's not really good right now. So I, I don't think I can really go to Vegas. And I just, at the moment, I just pulled out a map and I said, all right, I'm in Tampa Bay. She was in San Antonio at the time. And I said, okay, well, halfway in between is, is like Gulfport, Biloxi, Mississippi. I said, you know, cool area. I've never been there. She'd never been there. And uh, I said, so how about we just meet in like mm. Gulfport for your birthday? Ah, romantic. Hadn't, You're romantic. Hadn't seen each other in 17 years. And I just remember, like, you know, we, I, I, I got there before she did, and it was kind of at night, and it was like this, this cold, like, snowy night, you know, and I'm Florida, and she's Texas, and, you know, we're both freezing. And I just remember walking out into the parking lot and seeing her for the first time, and she just, like, kind of just jumped into my arms and gave me this big kiss, and it was like, you know, here we are. It was like no time had passed. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was absolutely amazing. And, you know, and everybody that I tell that to, they're just like, oh, that's the most wonderful thing. And to, for us, I guess, though, going through it, it was just, I was so unbelievably nervous that weekend because I was you like. You strike me as very, like, calm, cool, and collected. Like, you're a. Well, really, what were some of the things that you did? Like, nerves. Like, what were your nerves? Like, what did you was, do? It was like, I mean, I just, I remember, I remember sitting at dinner with her that night because it was like, we met. And that night when, when we both got to Gulfport, it was her birthday. It was her 40th birthday. So I made a reservation for this this nice like restaurant, and we got there really late, so it was like the only one that was still open. So it worked out kind of well, um, and we just went and sat down and had dinner. And it was the weirdest like it, like we wanted to kind of tell people immediately. So of course, you know, we both start taking pictures and posting on social media like, "Hey guys, look at us!" You know, and like we're here, and none of our mutual friends knew what was going on or anything else. And it was just sitting across the table from her that night because. I hadn't seen her in 17 years. Like we, it, it was like, it's, am I really having dinner with Heather right like now? Surreal. Yeah. yeah and dreams and she, do come true. She kept saying the same thing to me. So, Oh, yeah. that's magical. 10 year old love. And then she magic. moved here. So it must've gone. Okay. Yep. It went well. She moved here. All is well. The rest is history. Wow. So say. what's she up to now? What's she doing? She is. So she is a uh, seventh and eighth grade biology teacher up at uh, Buchanan middle school. And so she gets, you know, she gets to work with some really fun kids and, she loves it. And that's one of the things, you know, some of her kids are a little bit less advantaged and things like that. And, but she just absolutely 
I can't really ever picture her doing anything else. It's something that involves working with kids, and she is so wonderful with them. I mean, she's the kind of person that really I wish I would have had as a teacher when I was growing up. Can you speak about your son as well and their sure. relationship and how that's kind of yeah. uh, evolving? Yeah, so we took that. We took that whole thing really slowly and, you know, and a lot of people have been like, oh, so you and Heather, you know, she moved here and you moved right in together. And I was like, no, 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 because I have this amazing, my 10 my year old son, Gabriel, um, from my previous marriage and, you know, and his mother and I still have a very, you know, cordial relationship and everything. And uh, that has worked out really well. That's the ultimate good guy. Well, I try. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to say that. No, I've, I, we've all had our moments, but thank you, Whitney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so humble. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's she moved here and and I had a bunch of talks with with my son before she came here. And I was like, hey, you know, I have a friend that's moving here and certainly kind of just posed it as well. She's just a friend and really kind of left the ball in his court. And I said, so, you know, when she gets here and she starts visiting, I said, Do you, would you like to meet her? You know, is that is that something that you'd feel comfortable with? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. And, you know, the, the first couple of times it was just very casual. Like we would just, you know, we'd kind of just go out for like a quick dinner and I'd let him pick the place and some place that he was really comfortable with. And then really just after a few weeks of that, it, it, it evolved into this um, like, you know, hey, hey, daddy, is, is Heather coming over this weekend? Like, is she going to spend, are we going to go to the, are we going to go see her at the park? You didn't what, force anything What are we doing him. with Heather? Yeah, no. And, and it's like that every weekend now. That's his friend too. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, and they have, you know, they have a really nice relationship now. And like, you know, he makes her like homemade birthday cards and stuff and like homemade Christmas cards and like, it's, you know, it's great. Yeah. And she, she gets, she gets a little teary when she sees that. So it sounds like the best possible way it could have worked out. It's, it's working. Yeah. It's definitely, it's a good lesson when you go through hard times or difficult times, if you can have the strength to push forward and persevere and say, I know this isn't right, that there's, you know, a lot happier times, you know, once, once you get through the tough times. Exactly. Yeah. I I totally agree. So let's, let's dive into Matt. Um, What what are some things that people don't know about you that you would like them to know, or just bring it, bring some light, bring some light into your life that they don't know about me or anything special, how to pronounce your last name correctly. (laughs) <laughs> La Barge, yes. La Bar- exactly yeah. how it's spelled. Yeah. But what do people call you? Labargy? Yeah, not Labargy, not Labarg, not, oh, geez, there have been so many. I'm just Why like, don't they just ask you? Sometimes they do. Okay. And sometimes they still get it wrong after they ask okay, me. I'm like, perfect. it's Labarge, and they're okay, Laberg? <laughs> no, no, it's, I, Literally yeah, sounds out. Yeah. yeah, a little sound check there, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean. We were talking, you know, a little bit before this. I think one of the things about me, and it's it's always this this good, like, you know, thing to talk about over beers or, you know, at a cocktail party or something. So I used to be a professional archaeologist. And, and <laughs> Winnie, don't laugh, Winnie. He loves, yeah, I feel like you have this thing where you like to go back in time and then to resurface. You do it with relationships, with, <laughs> with your career. That's, you know. yeah. that's hilarious, by the way, Winnie. That's hilarious. Well, I got excited when you told me because I have one story about dinosaurs, and I'm going to make you listen to it anyway, but I thought okay. you dug up dinosaur well, bones. It, no, it's okay. It's okay because, you know. Am I far di- off? Well, dinosaurs is paleontology. Archaeology is the study of ancient humans. So oh. it's, it's all right. I'm, okay. I'm totally geeking out. On I don't have as many good here, stories but. about dead humans. Oh, yeah. Let's, no. yeah. let's respect the dead and let's, let's <laughs> keep moving. <laughs> let's keep, exactly. I'm, I'm glad you don't have a lot of stories about dead yeah, humans. Yeah, exactly. That's, We're very yeah. much about the alive type, I think, on this podcast. So yeah. I don't have a whole lot. But what is? can you walk us through a day in um, digging up yeah. dead people? Okay. It really, 
Or a week. Or a week. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. How much time do we have? <laughs> as long as you need to tell the story. <laughs> it's, it's, honestly, it's not as glamorous as it sounds. It is not the Indiana Jones movies by any means, not even close. You're in a desert, though, right? Um. Yeah, you're in a okay, desert. Obviously. Yeah, there's, you know, there's there's like nomads roaming around and think, no, I'm. Oh, <laughs> I'm camel is, you really? got there via camel. No, yeah. honestly, honestly, most of what I did. Um, was I worked for the New York State Museum for a while, and the work was like it was mandated. So anytime a town wanted to, like straighten out a curve in a road or put in a new like municipal parking area or something like that, um, we had to go in and, and test for historic remains. And if there was something that was historically important that was on that site, if it was important enough, which was rare. Um, that could actually stop the project for a while. Upstate so New York, Native Americans. Yes. Uh, Haudenosaunee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I went to Syracuse. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, do you do house calls? Like, if, if a friend is thinking of buying a house or, you know, I'm, I want to build, can you come <laughs> yeah. over and just make sure there's nothing under there? Sure. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. So, Matt's number is no. Yeah. So that that is so this was all this was all public stuff that was done. It's public archaeology. Did you sometimes go? They're building a road, and you're like, "Sorry, there's five humans under here." I mean, did, yeah. was that like a day in yeah, your life? Yeah, there were. So there were times when uh, there was a site we worked on actually in uh, North Syracuse, and uh, I know Cam, you got the the Syracuse connection. Yeah. I didn't know there was a north of. Like yeah, I yeah. just thought the whole all of Syracuse was north. No, wait, I don't think you're taking this archaeology too seriously. I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think you're gonna take his his uh, profession serious, his former profession. I seriously. just didn't. Uh, Syracuse to me is the ultimate north. I didn't know there was a north of the north. Ah, uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, there okay. is. Yeah. I'm asking Metellus. Yeah, there's a north of a north of a north. Yeah, well, there's so. cows, but you exactly, study yep. humans, so I can't I can't get it straight. So. Yeah, so this this site was uh, it was this old couple had a house. Uh, it was an older couple that had literally they'd been married for like forty five or fifty years, and they lived right on this. Their house was right on this riverbank in North Syracuse, and it was a perfect place for a Native American site. And the uh, the county was going to come in and kind of redo this bridge that went over the river that was right out in front of their house. So we had to test their side yard and their backyard and everything else, and we found this amazing Native American site. And there was uh, there was an infant burial there. Um, that had been very obviously uh, there had been some really important uh, tools and grave goods and beads and things that had been put in wow. with this infant burial. Do you Instagram this as it's happening? Uh, well, this is this was in 2001. Okay. So I just can't even imagine what my first reaction yeah. would be. MySpace. Yeah, that's actually a great question, and that's something that I haven't really thought about for archaeologists now. I don't think that they would be allowed to do that now. Because, Do you call someone? I mean, uh, yeah. So okay. what? So what happened with this is, you know, and we're we're very carefully documenting all of this as it's going on. You know, we're basically scientifically, you know, drawing and photographing and mapping all of this out, and as this is happening, and that one was so special that we actually contacted uh, the local Onondaga Nation in Syracuse and said, hey, you know, we think that we have an infant burial here, and by the looks of the tools and the other things around it, it looks like it's probably six or seven hundred years old. And, you know, we, we let them know. And they actually came out and did a repatriation. They did a reburial ceremony on the spot, um, which was just... How un- beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievably amazing. And, and it's like a piece of history that no one today would get to experience right. had you not yep. been in that field. It was literally right in the backyard of this old couple, you know, that, that had lived there for 50 years, I think. 
That's really cool. Does that increase huh? the property value or decrease? <laughs> <laughs> it makes it really hard to build anything on that property. Yeah. I will say yeah. that. I yeah. say increase the value because, I mean, government, Native American people, like, that's that's sacred land. You're living on sacred yeah. land, right. essentially. Ex- exactly. I know, it feels blessed. Yeah, yeah. No, really. Hashtag blessed is, like, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whitney, well, too many jokes for archaeology, Whitney. Too can, many I, jokes. can I tell you my one dinosaur story? Because yes. I've been saving yeah. it all day. Okay. Yes. Okay, so... Yes. My brother and I uh, went to a private school here, and you had to do an interview in order to get in. And in my brother's interview, they asked him to name something that flew. And at 32, I would have said still a bird. Um, and he said a pterodactyl. He was four. Wow. He was four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he, is impressive. He ended up going on to Harvard Law. So, like, it okay. was also, like, a few years later. He, um, You know how you used to have to, like, write an autobiography? You'd make a book, and then I'd be like, I want to be an NBA player and a princess. Well, his said he really liked to... Read about the Peloponnesian War of 440 AD, but he liked to put his own spin on it. So I don't know. Maybe you guys can have some conversations that about. That kind of sounds like my son. That's, really? That's pretty funny. Oh. That's hilarious. Well, he's like, he's really into history. I don't think he's into the Peloponnesian War. Okay. But, um, you know, I mean, I know a lot of kids are these days. Yeah, it's really hot topic. I think it's trending. Yeah, hashtag, over TikTok. hashtag Peloponnesian <laughs> War. Yeah, over TikTok. <laughs> That's what they're doing dances about on TikTok. <laughs> Peloponnesian or TikTok, which yeah, one? Yeah, they're reenacting it. Yeah. But no, it's like my um, he's so my son is super into sports history, particularly baseball. He's getting to know he's getting to know football really well now, um, and he when he first started playing little league, he was he was eight, and the coaches the very first practice they're going around and they're like, okay, hey, you know uh, Brady over here, what's your favorite team? Oh, I like the Rays. They get to my son, and my son's like, um, well, my favorite team is the Cleveland Spiders. And the coaches were like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> well, and, and he was like, oh, no, so they, they existed in the 1890s, and that's who Cy Young played for. Like, that was his team, you know, the guy the Cy Young Award's named after, and he just starts going off. Wow. And, I, and, I, and the they coaches, probably had no idea. And they were like, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go <Okay>. to <laughs> Yeah. And it was just, it, it, there was another um, – there's another one where he about a year later, the coaches were telling him that uh, telling a story about Jim Abbott, who, you know, pitched for the Yankees and he pitched with one hand. He was missing his right hand. And uh, um, and the coaches and the coach said, oh, yeah, he was the only player to ever make it to the major leagues with one hand. And my son raised his hand. He's like, actually, that's not true. <laughs> There was somebody during World War II named Pete Gray that played in the league and with half an arm. And how he, does he know that? How old is he? Ten? Like he has memorized the um, uh, the the Ken Burns documentary on baseball, the PBS doc. He is just he's memorized the whole thing. I think that yes, you should write time. like a children's book about your career path and you know all that you overcame. And I think Gabriel should. Write it, like interview you and write the book, yeah. and like be your historian. No, really, he could be. He's gonna be a great broadcaster, uh, a sports broadcaster. That I mean, already that'd be awesome. I want to say do that when you grow up because uh, Michelle Obama said it. You don't ask a kid what they want to be when they grow up because it always changes. But mm-hmm. a broadcaster is in his future. I can see that, it's, and it's hilarious. That's exactly what he wants to be. Oh, somebody, somebody asked him the can other day. Can we have day. him on the podcast? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, that'd be great. That's yeah. hilarious. Okay, so. You, okay, so a professional archaeologist, your son's a broadcaster. How did Happy Feet Plus and Kinko come about in so, just this whole mixture? So how did this come to be? Yes. Well, the life of an archaeologist, uh, particularly one with a bachelor's degree, which is what I was in the early 2000s, is um, not always that comfortable and not always that, uh, you know, not always that as, as exciting, uh, as I was saying. So I was at a point at that point where the – 
Um, the woman that I was with at the time, basically, I was I was traveling all over the place. The jobs were two months here, three months there. I worked in Virginia on historic sites and, uh, you know, worked in upstate New York, but I was gone for weeks at a time. And she finally sat me down and she was like, all right, if this relationship is going to work, you got to figure something else out. And I said, okay, well, fair enough. So I just, I'd always been really into the outdoors. Um, I taught in the, actually taught a little bit in the outdoor ed program at, uh, at Syracuse of all nice. places. And nice. uh, we were, we were living there at the time and uh, yeah, it was, that was a lot of fun. What would you have Cam do? Like, would he be doing push-ups now? Would he be Cam, doing pull-ups? Cam, I think we would probably take Cam ice climbing. Most <laughs> likely. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. You know, you, you literally have an ax in both hands. You have, you have crampons on your boots and these really, you wear these really stiff boots. And you just, we used to scale waterfalls. I don't even like when Cam rides a scooter, so I'm going to nix the ice climbing idea, and I'm glad we're here in Florida because that concerns Yeah, I was in Australia. That's why I have the jersey on, and yeah. we were out there climbing mountains. We see the, the rock kangaroos and all that. But, yeah, climbing is, the scariest part is going down. Yes. That's the scariest part. Going up isn't as bad, but going down is the tougher part for me. And can you describe that? Why is going down the toughest part when climbing? I think it's... Um, I think a lot of times when you are, I know with me when I was climbing, and, and I never got to be of, of any sort of professional level with that. I just, I learned and it was a hobby of mine. But when you're going up, you're so, you're so focused. I mean, you're like, all right, where's, you know, where's my next crampon placement going to be? Or where's my next axe placement going to be? And, you know, how's, you know, how's the rope looking above me and everything else? And you're just, you have such tunnel vision for what you're doing in that moment. And when you start coming down, that's when you really start thinking, Wow, I'm uh, I'm 75 feet up off the deck right now, and I'm hanging from this pillar of kind of sketchy ice, and it's like March, and it's starting to get a little bit warm. And should we really be out here doing this right now? You know, and and just like all of those things. Hopefully not. You know, you're not going that far with it, but you trust your guides. You know? doubt doubt creeps in when you're going down. It, doubt creeps in. There were moments where it did with me. Yeah. And why do they say don't look down when you're really high? Why do they say don't look down? Is is that where doubt lies? Yes. Yes. That is definitely where it lies. And if we keep focused, if you keep looking up, it's a good metaphor for life, I guess. But if you keep looking up, that's, you know, that's where things really stay easy. Just stay focused on the straight ahead or up. Don't go back. It's really beautiful, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Gandhi in the house today. I'm a part-time philosopher as well, so yeah. yeah. I mean, wouldn't surprise me with uh, your resume at this point. (laughs) You do it all. I try. So wait, we're not at no, no, yeah. So, so so I got into. I just I took a retail job for um, kind of like a regional outfitting company, like they did like backpacking supplies and stuff like that, and had a great time with that. And it was kind of one of those things where I said, okay, and I'm going to do this for a year or two, and I'm going to see how this goes. And then it just went, and it turned into um, my family and I moved down here uh, about seven years ago uh, to the Tampa area, and I was kind of to be closer to extended family. And I discovered Happy Feet Plus, and I had worked a lot with shoes. I had worked with a pedorthist and made custom orthotics for people at this place that I ran in Vermont. I had done all these things, and, and you know, I met with, with uh, the folks from Happy Feet, and I still remember going in on the first day, and I was like, I wanted to work for a kind of a smaller to medium-sized independent business in a place that was really deeply invested in the community, and something that I felt like I could really sink my teeth into. I was coming from this this job that I'd had in Vermont, running this wonderful um, little like local outfitting store in this great resort town where like everybody knew who you were, and we had all these regular customers. We actually had a lot of celebrities come in too, which was really fun. And and it it just felt it felt like a home. It felt like a community. 
And, you know, and down here, it's it's a big area. I think we can we can sometimes get lost in that and really kind of lose that feeling of like, you know, you don't know who your next door neighbor is, you know, really. So I wanted to find Tampa's um, the big city. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely compared to where I grew up. That's for sure. <laughs> and I but, moved here from Manhattan. So, yeah. Yeah. Slightly, slightly <laughs> from California. Yeah. Atlanta, so, yep. yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, so I think I found that, you know, with with Happy Feet, and um, it was kind of the combination of what they do, which is really just seeking to help people through better footwear, which can sound, you know, can sound a little different or a little weird, and it's just amazing how much, you know, good a good pair of shoes or a good foot massage or something like that can help you. And that, that really I, I didn't realize until our first meeting of all of the touch points when you put on the shoes that, and you can maybe talk about, but all of the different mm-hmm. benefits that just come from wearing these particular shoes and shoes that yeah. are good for your feet. I was like. Well, if we do that from the start, we'd all be healed human beings. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's such a different, there's so many things that are affected by wearing Kangos. Yeah, Matt, and let me tell you this. I mean, these are worn out. If you can look at it, those, you can uh, tell. Those are, those are looking kind of worn. They I'm are impressed. They are worn out. And mind you, these are from a fresh box from like mm-hmm. three weeks ago. I took these to Australia with me. Nice. And I do not go anywhere without them. I have them. I keep them in my car. Nice. It's can, real talk Can now. you talk about like some, both of you, some of the benefits that you've experienced personally and, you know, from the brand yeah. side? Yeah. 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 Um, so really, this for us, it's about two things. It's about massaging the foot and increasing blood flow in the foot, and it's about providing constant support for the foot. So that Kenko footbed was developed over um, the course of the last 50 years. They were first developed in Japan in the 60s. And um, it, we've kind of further developed them since then. Supporting every arch in the foot is going to keep your body totally in a nice neutral alignment. I had plantar fasciitis when we first moved here about seven years ago. And I have it too. You, I had yeah, it. yeah, you were telling me that yep. you'd, you'd had it. And it's like, it just feels like you're walking on broken glass, doesn't it? Yep, it's, it hurts. Yeah. I mean, I put on, I probably put on about 25 or 30 pounds when I had it because literally for a few months I couldn't do anything. I, I stopped running and walking and, you know, just all the exercise. So it was part of the reason why I found Happy Feet was these things and uh, was Kenko's and... You know, I was a total skeptic at first. I'd never worked with anything like this. I was like, ah, you know, this is just another one of those hair, you know, those harebrained things. And I put them on and started wearing them, keeping my feet up off of the hardwood floors and hard, you know, just hard surfaces around the house during the day. It's painful with plantar fasciitis. Yeah. And it was, and it just made all the difference. I'm not going to say like, ooh, you know, I was cured instantly, but literally over the course of a couple of weeks and then improving the other shoes that I was wearing, like my athletic shoes and things, it was gone within probably two and a half or three weeks. Wow. Yeah. And so I had plantar fasciitis in college. So playing football, I felt like I broke my toe. So when I would blitz, yeah. right, when I would rush the quarterback, yep. I would rush with my foot facing forward. Once I hurt my toe, and got plantar fasciitis. I would, I would blitz the quarterback sideways yep. off, off my pretty much the insole, yep. right? Or the inside of my foot. And so these shoes, I think, can be beneficial, especially for athletes doing stuff like that. Blitzing a quarterback or jumping or running or anybody moving, these are awesome. And, Matt, one thing that I have to say to you is, uh, of course, you know, with Happy Feet Plus, with Kinko, right, we're, we're going to push this brand. We're going to move it forward. I've been getting complaints from the women in my life. <laughs> uh-oh, I have size uh-oh. 13s and maybe some 11s, you know, for the, for the troops and whatnot. But they're like, hey, like, what about me? My girlfriend's like, uh, Cam, I don't have any flip-flops, and I would love, after we do our boxing classes, our Floyd Mayweather boxing classes in Tampa, to have some kinkos, some happy feet, you know, some kinkos to massage my feet and my neighbor. 
Um, I have I live um, in you know by McDill Air Force Base, so mm-hmm. a lot of military folks in that area, and they see me walking around the neighborhood with my Kinkos on, and the women are like, "Hey." Um, I need some too. So that's one thing, matter. One request I would say is for the women. Maybe in my there's life. just women following you around. Like, let's cut to the chase of what's actually happening. On hey, a daily I got basis. the kinkos on now, they, so that might be a little more addition to the. The, uh, the kinkos are the icebreaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, where'd you get those shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's good. And right. also the rest yeah. of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my my girlfriend has to chase them off. Uh, yeah. we, they actually it was crazy in Publix. I was wearing my kinkos, by the way, but um, we were in Publix the other day and we went shopping on this past Sunday, grocery shopping, and. I told the lady, like, hey, like, your hair looks really nice, by the way. Like, it's really nice. Uh, older lady, and her hair was a little bit gray, but it was nice. And I had my kinkos on. And my girlfriend was like, hey, like, I had to come over here and stop you from from talking to this lady. And it might have been, and it might have been the kinkos, Matt. It might have been the kinkos. Yep. So kinkos will also make you more likely to talk to the opposite sex. Um, That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Good conversation piece, though. I see them everywhere. Um, I. It's funny that that you're bringing this up, actually. So. I wrote a blog for us uh, about a year ago. We had a customer come into one of our stores, and uh, he had to say this a couple times to the staff because they didn't believe him. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a disclaimer here. We do not recommend doing this. So this gentleman goes out and hikes the Appalachian Trail in his Kenkos. So Stop. I don't recommend hiking the Appalachian Trail in sandals. Period. But don't don't you know I I don't recommend doing it in Kenkos. You know, and, and the staff was like, okay, so wait, you go out on the trail and you hike and then you take them off when you get to camp at night, right? You know, and you just use the Kenkos as like your around camp shoe. And he, and he said, no, 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 I actually walk in my Kenkos. And he sent us pics and there's a, if you go to uh, happyfeet.com forward slash blog on our blog, there's actually an article that I wrote about it. And the guy's amazing and his wife is amazing and the story is fantastic. So they're doing the Appalachian Trail little sections at a time and he's, doing it in his Kenko's. And I think what we learned today is like the shoes are kind of like hitch. Like when you put them on, mm-hmm. you're pretty much the, you know, whoever you're interested in dating is just going to come to you like uh, one of those lights, you know, bug lights yeah. where they're just attracted to you once you have the shoes yep. on. So you obviously need to go out and buy them immediately to yeah. make sure that you can find love. I found success. Yeah. And I will say, Matt, the only thing um, <laughs> since we all started working together is that um, now Cam takes off his shoes a lot um, and also puts them on the table. So I don't you know if you have... Um, any best practices moving yeah. forward, but um, it's been a struggle, yeah. um, and so I'm, you know, we're just trying to figure out how to make it all work. There's here. a there's <laughs> a set of bylaws that we're working on right now for Kenko wears. Um, you know, we're we're working with like the Florida legislature on getting it turned into law. And we one should of those... call them Cam and Cants. Cam, oh, I like it. Wow, that's why like she's it. amazing. So Whitney talented, Holtzman, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yeah, but so the Kinkos, um, Happy Feet Plus, they've they've changed my life. Like I said, I was in Australia with them in the sand, um, and they have been awesome. I, I wear them everywhere. At first, awesome. I was like, man, like, you know, I was like, oh, they're kind of bulky. I don't know. But then I started wearing them. I'm like, who cares? Like, they're awesome. They make, mm-hmm. make, they make my feet feel great. I love them. So, like I said, I don't go anywhere without them. And Cam and I always kind of have a rule that anyone that we work with or partner with um, has to feel like family. And I think we've both fallen so in love with the shoes and the brand because of the amazing people that are in your organization, you just, Thank they set guys. the bar for everyone else. And it's just, it felt like family from the bat and has continued to, to feel that way. And every interaction has been so wonderful and pleasant and exciting. It's just been the easiest experience of working together. And we love it because you guys have the most wonderful people in your organization, which, you know, usually success follows. Um, but I've just never seen such a top tier organization of people. 
Thank no, you. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, Matt, like I said, we, we drank smoothies together, and I knew we were going to be working together for a long time yeah. after that. And I'm such a groupie now. I was in um, Ellington, Sarasota this past weekend, and we stopped at the outlets on the way home, and my whole family was like, there's a Happy Feet Plus store. Oh, my gosh, Kanko's. Like, it's just become contagious now because we've loved the experience so much and working with you guys, and then we've told everyone in our worlds, and now everyone else is on board, so we've started a cult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so perfect. Like, hopefully, hopefully do we, do, we call, do we call it a cult? I mean, um, is that? Yeah. What do they call Happy Plus Family? What do the kids call it these days? What's like the? Uh, I mean, I guess a, I don't know. What squad. It, a Can squad. we call it a yeah, squad? Yeah, Happy Feet Plus yeah. Squad. Okay. Not, it sounds better than a cult. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So you know, Matt Labarge, thank you for for coming on to Energy Captains, um, telling your story. Right. You're a cool archaeologist. The coolest. <laughs> the coolest. Now that I know what that is. Yeah, uh, a cool dad, um, a cool partner. I mean, just hearing your story, learning more about you, um, it's been a pleasure, and I'm looking forward um, to having more happy feet. Thank you, guys. Matt, it's, we love you. Been, yeah, it's been life. an honor. Oh, and, and we're going to have you your son on soon. Yeah. Awesome. Why not? He will, yeah, that, that'll that be interesting. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> okay, Matt LaBarge, Energy Captains Season 2, Whitney Holtzman and Cam Lynch. We are out. <laughs>